y'all. Welcome back. This is the G Podcast, episode 46. And you know, with the G Podcast, every week we talk news, politics, pop culture, that hot tea from Tanya B, and so much more. And Tommy B is in the building, and I can see Tanya B is in the building. Tanya B, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> Good. Uh-oh, and uh banner in the house. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta give David Banner some time, you know, some lead in time, but he is here. David Banner. <laughs> but how you doing, man? I'm doing great, brother. I'm good, doing great. Good to see you, man. He hey hey Tanya. He's married his yeah. daughter off. So <laughs> the kids are married and gone. So now <laughs> Oh, so is that why he's late today? He was enjoying the emptiness. <laughs> now he just completely. <laughs> you know, so Hey, I don't know what to do with myself no more. That's what I'm saying. So hey man, welcome to the show. Welcome by. And I got I gotta say what's up and welcome to Rob Redding. Oh well, thank you. Thank you. Not welcome. He was on last week. Uh, he, he, he paid yes. his dues last week. But Rob Redding Jr., thank you so much for being on the show last week, episode 45. And, and as we tape the podcast today, um, his, his book is coming out, um, tomorrow, uh, August uh, 17th, uh, Dark Soul. And I'm going to get my copy and I'll talk to you all about it next week. Okay. Um, but it'll be available on his website as well as at Amazon. So, if you uh basically if you uh you know which you no know, if you got money or not y'all can find money <laughs> hey, you're not going to Starbucks anymore. Y'all can find you money. don't have to buy lunch out. You don't have to buy gas, pay for parking. That's what I'm saying. Like that. But before we go any further, I have one thing to say. Go ahead. Vi. Yes. You cannot have snacks without identifying. <laughs> See y'all. Hey, let so, me explain. Let me explain. Can I ex- so, let me explain first, y'all? We come up on camera, so me, myself let and Vi. Me, Ricky, explain it. <laughs> go ahead, man. <laughs> go go ahead. Finish, Tanya B. <laughs> no, I just said explain it. So just like I have to tell you what I'm not cooking today, yeah. you have to spill the tea, so to speak, on uh, the snacks. So what, what do you have? What was that? Chips. They're just pecans. Pepper Trump oh, goldfish. They're organic pecans. <laughs> ooh, ooh, organic. They the, the expensive ones. Those are the Sunday pecans, everybody. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Y'all just don't know. Y'all just don't know. Hey, Y'all I don't know what it's like. Hey, I'm just realizing organic. I just thought I had pecans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about no organic. I'm gonna realize she told me to read it. So I'm reading it. Oh, okay, they're organic. He probably got some pork rinds right behind him, so he'll reach back, grab some. Pork rinds. No, 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 no pork rinds. No pork rinds today. But wait, I got a recipe for pork rind chicken. Uh, here we I'll go. Send it to you. Here pork we go. Okay. All right, yes. Hey, hey, but later on in the show, y'all, we got another friend of the show coming by, Grammy Award winner, and we don't have many Grammy Award winners on the show, so I'm, I'm excited always when when Nabate Isles, I call him the sports freak and phenom, because dude is like he won Sports Jeopardy. I forgot. I mean, he's he's just ridiculous when it comes down to sports knowledge. But he is a, he's a podcaster now. So, I mean, he's doing everything. He does TV, does his music, Eclectic Excursion, still one of my favorite albums. But his Where They At podcast is just phenomenal. We're going to talk to him about that. And, uh, hey, y- y'all, before we get into the hard news, did y'all know Dave & Buster's and Cheesecake Factory and Carrabba's and Outback and Denny's might be closing? Everybody's filing bankruptcy. They can't. And here's the thing. 
You know, people, you realize you can do takeout and a lot of people, and this is no, no Tino shade to anybody, but when you opt to support a local small business, especially a a small uh, minority owned local business, I get that. These are these huge chains that have popped up everywhere. And honestly, if I have 20 bucks, it'll go a lot further at my local small owned minority business, such Mm -hmm. as hmm, there's many of them. Um, Poor Calvin's in Atlanta. I can get more there than I can get Cheesecake Factory. Twenty dollars won't even get you two pieces of cheesecake. So you got that right. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but but you know, yeah. you know how you know how we do. You know, you know, these some these how are some do. huge names up in the black community. You know what I'm saying? I mean Cheesecake Factory, come on. Y'all know. Right. No Outback. I mean, there was a time when it was a big deal to go to TGI Friday. Yeah. So I get it. Well, I just wanted to let y'all know before we got into the hard news. And um, times, are hard. times are hard. That's hard news, too. There you go. <laughs> hey, but let's do this real quick. We're going to go into uh, news headlines. We'll come back and talk about it on the other side. And um, and then we'll get into Tanya B's tea. How about that, y'all? Let's do it. Cool. President Trump signed an executive order to help Americans impacted by the coronavirus. But it comes with many legal concerns. Mr. Trump sought to take matters into his own hands after talks collapsed between the White House and Democrats. Democrats are obstructing all of it. Therefore, I'm taking executive action. We've had it. And we're going to say American jobs and provide relief to the American workers. The president is betting that it won't look good if Democrats fight the executive order in court. His executive orders and memorandums focused on a new unemployment benefit of $400 instead of $600, delaying evictions and student loans, and what turns out to be a deferral, not a cut in payroll taxes. Trump's orders also raise concerns about the legality of bypassing the constitutional powers of Congress to tax and spend. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer on ABC this week. The event at the country club is just what Trump does. A big show, but it doesn't do anything. And as the American people look at these executive orders, they'll see they don't come close to doing the job. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin said yesterday they are open to restarting COVID-19 aid talks. Joe Biden has made his choice. Kamala Harris becomes the first black woman and first Asian American on a major party's presidential ticket. More from AURN's Jamie Jackson. The Biden-Harris team will take on President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence. In a tweet, Biden said, I have the great honor to announce that I've picked Kamala Harris, a fearless fighter for the little guy and one of the country's finest public servants as my running mate. Senator Harris is the first black female senator from California. She served as district attorney in San Francisco and was the state's first black female attorney general. A graduate of Howard University, Harris is also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. They made their first appearance as a presidential ticket yesterday in Wilmington, Delaware. That's Joe Biden's hometown. And it was also a new kind of campaign launch in this era of COVID-19. The presumptive Democratic presidential nominee announced his historic pick of Kamala Harris Tuesday and yesterday reminded voters why he did it. I came first to know who Kamala was through our son, Bo Biden. They were friends. They served as attorneys general at the same time. They took the same big, they took on the same big fights together. Kamala in California, Bo here in Delaware. Big fights that helped change the entire country. I know how much Bo respected Kamala and her work. 
and that mattered a lot to me, to be honest with you. During their appearance at a gym with no crowd, it also became clear that the Biden-Harris campaign will spend a lot of time reminding Americans what they see as the Trump administration's poor response to the coronavirus. Just look where they've gotten us. More than 16 million out of work. Millions of kids who cannot go back to school. A crisis of poverty, of homelessness, afflicting black, brown, and indigenous people the most. A crisis of hunger, afflicting one in five mothers who have children that are hungry. And tragically, more than 165,000 lives that have been cut short. That's Kamala Harris. The White House task force issued a statement saying it strongly recommends Georgia adopt a statewide mask mandate. So far, Governor Kemp has said no. The U.S. now has over 5 million coronavirus cases. The number of cases in Georgia sits at 228,668. The country's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, stressed again that the U.S. has to get control of the virus. Unless we all pull together... To get that down, and we don't have disparities in some states are doing this and some states are doing that, we're going to continue to have this up and down. So that's the thing that I'm concerned about because I believe we can, we have it within our power to be able to get that down. Bottom line is, I'm not pleased with how things are going. Also, the head of the National Institutes of Health says any potential COVID-19 vaccine backed by the Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed program is unlikely to receive a green light from regulators any earlier than November or December. That's the amount of time Dr. Francis Collins says will be needed for a large-scale clinical trial. It didn't take long for presumptive vice presidential nominee Kamala Harris to become a victim of birtherism. President Trump is stoking a controversial theory being promoted by supporters and his campaign because Harris's parents were not born in the U.S. The truth is, she was born in the U.S. I heard it today that she doesn't meet the requirements. Uh, and by the way, the lawyer that wrote that piece is a very highly qualified, very talented Lawyer. Officials from mm, Joe Biden's mm-hmm. campaign quickly what denounced the remarks. Spokesperson Andrew Bates said that Mr. Trump is the national leader of the grotesque racist birther movement with respect to President Obama and has sought to fuel racism and tear our country apart on every single day of his presidency. What a racist dude. You know what I'm saying? What what a racist guy. I mean, go, going back even to the Obama situation with birtherism now, it, it, the, the lady was born in Oakland, <laughs> you know, and and he, it's just sad. It's just sad. I mean, it, it, it's not sad necessarily for him because that's just who he is. But it's just, you know, what the things that he's done to to just lower the bar for the presidency. It, it just keeps going on. I mean, you know, he's already out there. You know, what what dude what dude tries to cripple the the post office? You know what I mean? You know, you got. The majority, so many African-Americans who work for the post office, Vi, you're a vet, you know, all the vets who work for the post office, you know, and here he is out here just so he can win. He's crippling the post office. You know what I mean? We get our medicine through the post office. Right. Most of our medicine comes through the post office. Right. So you got that going on. You know, I'm 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 in agreement with Rob. I mean, you know, it's the system. And, you know, for all that, I mean, you got people out there, you know, who are following him. I won't won't mention the names, 
but you know, following Tito Jesus. And, and, and I don't, again, like last week, like I'm going to do every week, you know, it, it ain't about, how can I say it? It's not about the Republicans. If you want to be a black Republican, that's cool with you. I, I, that's your choice. But, but this guy, <laughs> you know, I mean, even, even to the point where, you know, he's calling her nasty and getting into it. I mean, how can he call somebody nasty when he was with Stormy Daniels without a condom? You know what I'm saying? Who nasty? Who the nastiest? You know, and I don't feel bad. I'm not saying for him. It's for her. For her. It, it, I mean, you know, if I was her, I'd be checking more so than he should be checking. Because, <laughs> you know, that's it's just, you know, it, it's just head shaking. I just don't get why people want this guy to be their president. It's my I mean, you can call me. You can call us on the line. I just need to know. And I'll give the feedback number in just a minute. But I, I just need to know why. Why do y'all want him to be your president? Four one three five five six. The people who support him. I just need to know. I just need to know. Hey, I'm gonna start. You know, Kamala. The Kamala news came up, and I want to. I'll, I'll start with you, Vi, um, and, and give Tanya B just a second to come up. But do you think? What, what do you think? Right choice, Kamala Harris. Uh, as you as you look at her record, yeah, mm-hmm. right choice. Okay. Feeling you feel do you feel good about the decision? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So you feel good. Mm. Okay. Good deal. Anything else to add? I'm like anybody else. What's that? Okay. If she wasn't your first choice, Mm -hmm. be chosen. So what you gonna do? Vote for Trump? (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. So, because I got mad on Facebook, I got looked at the guy. I'm going, dude, why are you talking bad about it? You act like you got somebody else. You act like you got somebody else to vote for. Yeah, you don't have nobody else to vote for. So instead of finding fault with her, yeah, find look for her good qualities. Right. Forget that other stuff. She is, she is what he she is the ass. Yeah. If you want to vote for her, how are you going to vote for Trump? Those don't you Trump because you can't vote and. We're not even gonna. I'm not even gonna say the other guy's name. Yeah. But Trump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I looked at the stuff she did. Like, well, one of my boys said she put a black man in jail. They probably deserve to be in jail. <laughs> right. They committed crime. So <laughs> I'm she was do the she, time. She was That's crazy. Yeah, be, well, I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna wait. Yeah, I, I hear I'm you, man. Trump to put me in jail. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, what's she going to do? <laughs> oh, you black. Now, I'm not saying all of them should have went to jail, right. but it was it was her job yeah. to put folks in jail. Her job was not to keep folks out of jail. Her yeah. job was to keep folks in jail. That's true. That's true. All right, Tanya B, because Vi, let me give Vi, I'm going to give Vi the bell. <laughs> Saved by the bell. Go ahead, Tanya B. No, I, mean, I agree. You know, and it, it's, it's so much easier to find fault, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of people have done. Yeah, and many of them can re- remain nameless than to look at you know the good things she's done. And again, people, you know, and I heard that same thing too. Oh, she put all you know this whole thing with guns and putting people in jail. You know, I don't care if you're black, <laughs> white, green, blue, or grizzly gray. Yeah. If you have committed a crime, yeah. if you have taken a life, you know. Right, now, wait a minute. I'm going to mute you. Stop. <laughs> no, come on, right. We'll do it. Do it. Uh, <laughs> but then really, then you know what? Then you know what? That's the consequences of your actions. Now, if somebody like this, some guy that was in jail, 
didn't look like you, any of us, yeah. had killed someone. No, had uh, gotten convicted of rape. Yeah. Somehow, this has been in the news this week, got out. And when he bailed out, bonded out, what did he do? He went back and murdered the person yeah. that he raped. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you know. Okay. Well, I, I'm just going to be very clear, y'all. I mean, politics is never perfect. You're never going to find. Exactly. I mean, it's just like, I'm not a, I'm not a, I, I don't, I mean, I, I think all politicians have issues. I mean, I, I, I think the system is screwed up. You know, I think, I think we need a third party and I think we need term limits. I don't think these people need to be in there for as long as they, especially in this, in the Congress. I mean, I think, I think no. some of them stay too long. So, yeah. so, so I don't think no, it's a perfect system, but in this case, I'll take imperfect over the guy we got in there who's screwing porn stars without condoms any day. Okay, I'll, I'll take five, that five for now. Okay, his wife is giving birth and she's upstairs in the bed. I'll okay, take that. So who's nasty? You know what I'm saying? Who's nasty? You calling everybody else nasty? Okay, so, and and that's no that's no disrespect to Stormy. I really feel bad for Stormy's safety more so for than him. You know, how about I, Stormy's husband? <laughs> I just, you know, I just feel bad for Stormy, not for him. Mm. But, but the, here, here's the whole thing. And I'm going to say this and, and I'm going to keep saying this leading up to November 3rd. The biggest thing for me is the money. Okay. We still don't know his taxes. We don't know who he's beholden to as a company. He promised us before the election do, am I right or wrong? He promised us that we would see his taxes. It took the Supreme Court. It took the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land it took to get his tax results or at least get his tax results to New York, SDNY. OK, so with that said, I'm focusing on the money. You know, he he knows. Here's the thing, y'all. He's going to do everything possible because he knows if he loses next stop SDNY, next stop South District, New York. He knows that. Next stop jail. Next, yeah. So he knows that. So he's going to do everything within his power to stay out of jail. And, and I'm talking about within his power, without it's going to be everything being thrown at the at the wall. So y'all need to be ready. What he's going to do. Yeah. And what he's going to do after that is he's going to go to Putin and denounce his American citizenship and become a Russian citizen and flee the country. Yeah. Yeah. For a while, yeah. and come back think, when people, no one's looking. That's all. No, but they coming think, after him. I mean, I he think, knows. I, I don't think yeah. Biden put him in jail anyway. No, but you know what? Here's the deal. Yeah, they, let me tell you. Let me, can I can I say something, Vi? Can I say something? Mm -hmm. yeah, if Biden doesn't do it, I'm telling you that he needs to be impeached because Obama should have gone after the. I mean, I, I'm gonna say this. Obama should have gone after Bush after the Bush administration for Iraq, and he chose not to. He should have. You know, they buddy, buddy. you know, Bush is so buddy, buddy with the Obama family now because, you know, they let him go. He has to be right. And he has to be. <laughs> they, they they let him off the hook. But but after after that administration, after all the stuff, the you know, we forget about that. But all that Iraq war craziness, you know, the, the, the lying, you know, all that stuff that happened and Obama just let it go. He dropped it. Biden should not let anything from this administration go. This administration just has been evil. This is fucking the omen. <laughs> you know how I am. Is Lovecraft Country Week too? That's about to come out. You know, so I'm thinking horror movies. Okay, we leave it at that. Woo! It's off the chain. <laughs>
It's just off the chain. Nabate, come on and help us. Hey, but you know what? Before we do Nabate, uh, he's coming up second half of the show. Tanya B, help me out. Can you come in with some tea? Try to lighten the mood. Okay, well, first of all, let <laughs> me say this. <laughs> How many months, weeks, days, and hours has it been since Brianna Taylor? There you go. Murdered? Absolutely. And I, and I'm th- I thank you for reminding me. It has been five months, zero weeks. We're in the we're in the fifth month, three days, and seventeen hours since Brianna Taylor's murder, and we still don't have an answer. Now, what I heard this week, I'm not sure if it's true. Uh, I did hear that um, the AG or yeah, the attorney general brought in the family. Did you tell me that, Tanya B? It was all over the news. And I said, OK, and is this because if he didn't do it, mm-hmm. the people that were outside of his house protesting are probably going to try to bum rush the show and, <laughs> and do something else? Why do you think they why do you think he reached out to them? Because he didn't have a choice and because Oprah put him on blast and because Oprah, anywhere you look in Louisville, Mm -hmm. I don't know how big it is or how small it is. Yeah. But how many places can you go where you don't see one of those 26 billboards? Yeah. Well, I'm concerned that he reached out to them because he's trying to get them to calm, uh, calm the city down because they may not like what he's about to say. That's my concern. So we'll see. We'll see. But but when, when you told me that, when I heard about that, you know, that he called the family and um, I was um, I, that concerns me. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. OK. All right, Tanya B. What you got? OK, I'll talk about something on the upbeat tip. Uh, I want to talk about Alicia Keys. You know, she's got a new song out with um, Khalid called I'm Done. Which how appropriate is that title? <laughs> And I think she and her husband, Swiss Beats, are actually kind of segueing to the point where they don't have to do music to maintain their income and the lifestyle to which they've become accustomed to. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Because uh, she just I said she's going over to the new uh, Fox Network where I say Netflix is the new black. Mm -hmm. And she's actually going to be producing uh, yet to be titled uh, romantic comedy for Netflix. So she got the Netflix bag this week. Good for her. And it's interesting because the stars of this show are all people of color. You've got uh, Sinqua Walls, who plays Don Cornelius on uh, American Soul, The Story of Soul Train. Mm -hmm. You've got former SNL, uh, a master impressionist, Jay Farrow, who's Mm. actually really funny. He is. He just needs some better writing, um, though. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Christina Milian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, uh, the the premise is, it's going to be interesting. She's, uh, Christina Milian is this huge pop star who has a meltdown, I guess, maybe a la Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. And the only work she can get is to be the entertainment at her former fiance's wedding. And, you know, she gets there. They try to keep it from, you know, the soon to be wife. And she has feelings for this guy. So that should be interesting. She's doing that. She's still doing a lot of her philanthropic work. Good. And uh, she's got this makeup line and she's been makeup free for over a year. Wow. And I saw an interesting comment on social media that said, and it doesn't mean she can't. How can somebody who. Uh, doesn't wear makeup, you know, tell me about the benefits of a makeup line. But then that's like somebody who doesn't drink a lot, you know, launching a, a, a wine line. So it is what it is. But she's she's got a lot going on. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with this and see who else Netflix is giving the bag to. And I told you last week about how they brought back a lot of the 90s sitcoms mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. Uh, you've got, you know, Moesha, Half and Half, One on One, The Parkers, Girlfriends and all that good stuff. So Don't forget really Sister, Sister. 
<laughs> yes, sister, sister, yeah, and the game. So it's interesting. Yeah. They really are. I think they're really trying to um, solidify, yeah, uh, that female viewer of color who mm-hmm. now is probably in the thirty-five plus yeah. uh, demographic to to watch those shows. And I think you know, out of all of them, yeah. there's one or two or several that you know, most women will say, "Oh, I watched that, and I'm going to watch it again." Man, it's funny because I one of the sisters has gray hair. For yeah, sisters, you see a lot like, of people what? who you see have gray hair that has been lying. I know about I got some gray, years. but uh, yeah, hey, lying about their age for years, wow. and now you see it because I mean, look, you see how gray like uh, Puffy is, and you see how gray. Uh, oh, what is that guy's name? A lot of people, just a, a lot, and like, honey, one thing about COVID, it yeah. will tell you who's dying oh, yeah. their hair and who's lying. <laughs> That's true. Who's dying gray. and lying. That's true. Gray is dying in. in line. That's right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Gray, yeah. Gray, gray is in. <laughs> Go ahead, Vine. You know, I'd rather see yeah. a man with salt and pepper or gray than to see somebody who looks like Robert Goulet <laughs> looking like a corpse with a get black hair. They be dying. They, 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 they dye their hair so much, man. Some people, they look like, like Count Chocula. They have any left. So I just say, Five on it to the cat daddy's yeah. town with salt and pepper hair. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What you got next, Tanya B? <laughs> uh, we'll talk about, let's talk about some craziness. Let's see what you got up here. Okay, let's talk about R. Kelly and the Fed. Now, interesting. Although R. Kelly has a whole lot of things going on, mm-hmm. he's still a very crafty, manipulative, conniving individual. Yeah. Because he has still found a way to find somebody who will still agreed to commit bank fraud to mm. hide this one point million one point two million dollars he got in royalties last year. Now you would think he would have gotten more, but again he doesn't own everything. So yeah. I'm surprised he got that much. And uh, what has happened is I call them, you know, the goon squad of the three stooges. They have been arrested. Uh, one of them is his manager. I'll just say his last name is Russell. He doesn't really want uh, us saying me saying his entire name, but uh, he's been arrested for calling in the threat to shoot up the screening in New York mm-hmm. of the surviving R. Kelly documentary. And now the New York branch of the FBI is involved. And uh, then there was another gentleman uh, who was uh, just threatening people, uh, witness intimidation, and trying to do some witness tampering before he even went to trial, which is not going to be for about another, another year or so, if, mm. if, if, may not, maybe longer, yeah. uh, and attempting to just threaten people and, and try to pay off some other people from uh, coming full, forward and spilling more tea. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, I, I might have reported a couple, maybe three, four weeks ago, I reported that Asriel Clary was on uh, social media and she said look they tried to set my car on fire Damn. and come to find out they tried to set my house on fire what? too yes so they're going to these people saying you know be quiet or else there have been some threats of you know taking some uh very personal compromising uh sexually overtone pictures and releasing them to the public mm-hmm. if these people didn't be quiet so you've wow. got the guns you've got the threats and you know three of them have been arrested and deservedly so well that's crazy and of course r kelly's wait and it, I, I don't, where did his lawyer get his degree from pet boys or somewhere maybe see it maybe kmart because no matter what CBS. happens where yeah. there are clear receipts that you know that the, in the trail leads back to R. Kelly, and of course, I guess what attorney's supposed to say? Oh, he's got nothing to do with this. I'm like, yeah, and I got a bridge in Brooklyn, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> keep it moving. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, folks. 
keep it moving. What you got next? And lastly, I'll say this. If you haven't seen uh, the Don't Limit Chronicles, it was a five-part docu-series on BET about Master P and just the history of No Limit Records. I would say if you think you want to be in the business, or even if you don't, it's good like from the entrepreneurial standpoint of, you know, where he came from slinging drugs in the streets to, you know, sometimes making over $50 million a year, mm-hmm. you know, back in the nineties and the early two thousands. And that was a lot of money back mm-hmm. in the yeah. early two thousand and nineties, you know, and just how some of the people just couldn't leave the streets and they met their demise. But I thought it was really, really good. And it shows how, you know, he's uh, had his entire family at some point in time involved in it. It talks about, um, uh, him passing the torch to his son Romeo to actually, you know, take over what they call the uh, the new No Limit. Hmm. You know, and it wasn't. He said it's not just about music, and people have to realize one of the things he did early on was to diversify. Yeah, he did movies. He, had he did clothes. movies. Yeah, the movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I just was. Uh, I subscribed to Hulu. I'm not getting paid for this. And they did. <laughs> if you remember back in the day, I got the hookup. Holla if you hear me. They did. I got the hookup yep. too. Yep. Yep. They, um, they were out. smart. They were smart. Yeah. yeah. You know, he said he did. He tried sports management. Didn't quite work for him. Okay. He's like, so I've got to find something else to do. Mm-hmm. Because again, this music thing, you know, was, he said it changes if you look and he's right yeah. every three years or so. So he did the clothing line, you know, and just and making things that, that make strategic sense. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, partnerships. So it, it's about that. He went into play for the Charlotte Hornets because he loves basketball. And that would have been his career had he not been injured. Yeah. Yeah. But again, talk about the PR, the free PR he got for his company while he was playing and he was pretty good. And so it's interesting to see that, you know, you have uh, this documentary coming up in lieu of a versus battle between, I said, the former Lils. And that would be Lil Romeo and Lil Bow Wow. And they're both grown now and they have dropped the little from their names. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you see Bow Wow who's been out here clowning, getting in fights and getting strippers pregnant and doing whatever it is he does. Yeah. But then you have Romeo who... Really, I have you don't hear about him getting into fights and beating up women and getting the cops called on him and falling out the club and shooting anybody. <laughs> How'd you fall out the so, club? You know, <laughs> but Romeo, Romeo dad probably drunk. took care of him, made sure he got money. Well, I'm gonna say well, this. Like that, yeah, I'm gonna say this. The, yeah, the, go structure, ahead. the structure, yeah. the structure, the yeah. structure, low bow wow. I mean, when you're six years old and no tea, no shade. And, you know, your mother allows you to hang out with people like Snoop and things along that line. So by the time he really got out of control, mm-hmm. his mother really couldn't control him. And then no tea, no shade. Mm-hmm. But, you know, looking the other way because he also took care of her yeah. financially. Well, I, I just don't know if they I don't know if Bow Wow's ready for a, a versus. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to go into that too much. But I think yeah, your point is know, like, and I, when you yeah. look at and I didn't know this, all the records that Romeo sold and how he was winning, you know, like these uh, uh, Billboard Awards and American Music Awards. And, yeah. you know, he was like that little Disney kid idol, yeah. you know, that kind of grew up, you right. know, and, yeah. you know, has, you know, I guess, again, it's just a. It yeah. just goes back to, I guess, the structure of, of, you know, of how you're raised and how you grow up. And even Romeo said, you know, I'm not going to, you know, become a statistic. I'm not going to be out here in the streets. And mm. I think Romeo is uh, cool. Romeo has done well. Bow Wow has not done well. It has not. Nope. It has not done Romeo, well. Life Romeo has not gone had, well for him. Romeo made the transition. Yeah, he did. He did. To adult. Yeah. Bow Wow still, we still look at him as little, is it just Bow Wow now? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but it's like when you yeah. see when you see Bow Wow. And he said so much stupid more stuff. Often but... than not, because he lives uh, down. He primarily in Atlanta, and yeah. well, up up there in the all the crazy the, Instagram stuff. He the side like, powers, yeah. So you've got all <laughs> this mess. You've got him fighting with the girls. You got the girls beating him up. You know, the cops get called. The nine one one tapes, you yeah. know, get released. And you've got the strippers and the babies and this and him. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, y'all. Hey, we'll, we'll keep you posted. I know Tanya B always keeps you posted, but um, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later. I'm, we're going to jump because our guest is about to come in, but uh, Lovecraft Country <laughs> debuts tonight. I'm going to go into that at the end of the show. Plus, I'm going to yeah. mention uh, the Jamie Foxx uh, new uh, Netflix movie yes. debuted this weekend. That looks I want to I wanna talk about Friday. that. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about that next week, too. Hey, but <laughs> let's do this. Let's take a break. Nabate is in the building. What's up, Nabate? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll come back. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with uh, Nabate Isles, our guest, uh, Where They At Podcast. So uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? We are back. And, and, and Vi's already started the conversation. He's already, Vi's already jumped in with the conversation. Nabate, Nabate is in the building, y'all. And, and, and he's already asking sports questions. Nabate, that's just your life, man. That's your life, bro. That's, that's the way it goes. But, uh, but I gotta say, man, trumpeter, Grammy winner, um, sports show producer. I call him the sports phenom, but you're the sports freak, man. And, and his album, let me tell y'all, one of my favorite albums, man, it is true. I don't just say that because you're on the show, man, but really eclectic excursions, uh, is a phenomenal. It's just a listen, man. You could put it on and just let it roll. First, let me ask, how, how, how's everything? People still, cause you know, jazz albums are forever. You know, people still spending a love supreme. So, you know. Yes. You know, so you know, the kind of blue, kind of blue, <laughs> you know, it, so if you're on the map, you know, you go, you pretty much on the map. It doesn't change, but, but you still get, you still get good, good feedback, man. You still getting great feedback on, on action. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Thank you. No, thank you for having me, gentlemen. No, yeah, I have been um, getting, receiving a lot of great feedback, which has been wonderful. Uh, the, the anniversary of the album came out July 20th, 2018. So two year anniversary was recent. Wow. And, and yeah, like it was great. Let me give, let me of, give you some applause for that, man. You know, uh, give you some, and, and you know, because you're a hip hop head. Let me give you some of that, some of that air horn too. Go ahead, go ahead. Man. <laughs> yeah, that's the air horn. It sound like oh, we're gonna make it right there, you know, right there that Jada joint. So. There you go. But anyway, <laughs> but no, um, but yeah, it's 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 been great, and and uh, people are still buying it and everything. And I, I mean, unfortunately, I can't perform. Unfortunately, I had I had hmm. three gigs over the summer, like summer festivals yeah. and performances that 
well, you know, they were two of them were pushed back. Two, one was canceled. Two were postponed in the fall, and now hmm. those are postponed now to 2021. So wow, wow! It, it, it is what it is. So I'm just now I'm um, just working on music on the second album. I wanna I was supposed to record in September. That's not going to happen. So I'm looking to do it early 2021. Um, and everything working on a couple of projects, uh, producing a couple of singers, R&B singers, very talented. Awesome. So I'm just like trying to trying to get out there, not just as a trumpeter, but as a composer too. Excellent. Um, more and more in a producer to be producing and, and making tracks. So yeah. Like, hey man, I, w- I want to ask you some more questions, Nabate, but before we get into it, you want, can, can you play a game for, with us? Yeah, sure. All right. Sure. The name of the game is, do you know your horn sections? <laughs> Oh, okay. So I'm gonna mention a horn. I'm gonna mention a horn section, and you tell me what band it's associated with. Oh, okay. All right. Let me let me give you something easy first. The JB three answers to everything. It's either gonna be Earth and Fire horns, the JB. Oh, wait a minute. That's how you be. (laughs) Damn. All right. Let me start off with the horny horns. Okay. JBs. Okay. The horny horns. You know that? Who, who's that associated oh. with? The horny horns. Horny horns. Fred horny. Wesley from the JB. Nah, look at her. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is JB's. Okay. Like, well, actually, let me, no, it's, it's P-Funk. Parliament, Funkadelic, oh, and Bootsy. Man. The horny horns. The horny horns. Okay. Those are horny horns. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Let me give you another one. I ain't telling him about this. So he didn't know. Because I will update. If I heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. You know. I will be better all, you know, but it's fine. You know. yeah, I'm just going to read it for you. because we going to get it. The is Phoenix. a lot of tunes. Let me tell you, a lot of tunes. I can't name the name of half those tunes, but I can, <laughs> I can sing and play it, you know, play along with it. <laughs> this is an e- this is kind of an easy one, man. Um, and all you got to do is name the artist. The Phoenix Horns. The Phoenix Horns. This before your time. This before your time. Tanya B, you can you can jump in if you know too. Phoenix Horns. The Phoenix yeah, Horns. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. There you go. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Give yeah. it up for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the Memphis Horns. Oh well, that's stacks. There you that's go. Stacks. Um, uh, stacks Records. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You 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 three for three. Mm-hmm. The Tijuana Brass. Oh, that's a uh, that's Herb Albert. All right, there you go. Last <laughs> last one, and all you got to do is name one artist. The Muscle Shoals Horns. Ooh, one artist. So it's a collective. Yeah, uh, they play for many artists in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Muscle Shoals. I think you better slow your Mustang down. <laughs> oh, is it um uh a uh, 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 Philadelphia International? We gonna say this is for well they did they did some stuff like that, but we'll say you can mention Aretha Franklin. Uh, who oh, else? Atlantic. Who Atlantic else? Records. Came? Atlantic. Yeah, Atlantic, Atlantic, Atlantic Records. There you go. But give it up for you got you got four out of five, bro. Okay. Four out of five. I just I just wanted to slip that in on you because because you be doing you you do it so well, man. But let let me say uh, again, man. You know. You're, you're a hell of an artist. You, you're doing more stuff. You're, you're good. You're just a cool guy, man. And and it comes out when you listen to your new podcast, Where They At. And my favorite episode is the Chuck D interview. You know, I was going to say that, oh, but wow, yes, you did. That was, yeah. You did a two parter with Chuck D, um, man. And y'all talked about 
everything. And I've you heard. Know, and Ch- go, go ahead. Go ahead. You oh, go no, ahead. no, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. no. I got to tell you, but there's so much more we could have talked about. It's crazy. That's what it could have been a six hour interview. Even Chuck, I, God, God bless him. Happy 60th birthday to Chuck D. Turned wow. 60 on August 1st. Wow. Leo, like myself. So that that's what's up. But um, turned 60. I mean, that, that's that's an icon. But but he said um, he said that we'll do a, we'll do another one. So I'm like, cool. I can't wait. <laughs> and, and let me say, because when you hear Chuck D do interviews with people, he's not he can you know, he'll be cool, but but he won't be as giving and as open with the information with you, man. He was just answering the questions and he was even coming up with like alternate answers. Well, what if it was just and when y'all got into the hip hop part, I mean, Tanya B, you got to check out the Chuck D interview. He talks about hip hop and you were naming artists. You were throwing artists at him. And like you'd say like two chains and, and he would give his feedback to the artist based on, you know, where he is in his, in his uh, career. It's just, man, yeah. it's just like a mind G-Rap, blowing. G-Rap to two chains, yeah. to Griselda, yeah. to Kendrick Lamar, to yep. Nas, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I, I wanted to give the whole spectrum yeah. of cats, you know, to get his take. Yeah, absolutely. But what's crazy to me, me um is that you are you know trained classic i guess you you know for more you're classically trained as as a jazz trumpeter and Mm -hmm. your overall knowledge of the music business even as a hip-hop head when i'm when i'm hearing you talk about hip-hop man you could just tell oh man this dude loves this shit i mean he he just you know playing around like dipping dipping your toe in it so you can sound like you you're well-rounded i mean that's your you live it you know, so it was just, yes, uh, yes. I, I just recommend y'all. I mean, overall, you know, he talks to George Foreman, um, you know, Larry Brown, uh, you got Warren Moon, Chris Everett, uh, Joe Theismann. You, I mean, I don't know. Did you, I forgot if you asked him about the leg injury because I remember real time oh, watching that. Most that was just oh, horrible. Most definitely. Uh, Tim Hardaway senior, uh, Lloyd Pierce. It's the latest. That's the latest. The latest one. And, and then, and, and Rick Barry, man, of, of all the folks, where they at and it's available on castropolis.net it's on multiple platforms um of all the folks you've interviewed so far which one you know besides chuck d but of the folks who are actually sports which one stands out the most to you that made you go damn i didn't expect that who who was who was the one the one wow that's a deep question um There are so many. I got to say, everyone brought something to the table, because when you have people that that really exude excellence and people that have been great at what they do, it's they they are all fascinating. Um, But I think one interview that was really deep is uh, Brother Demario Davis. He's the only active athlete I featured on the show and I had to feature him number one because I actually have I knew him before he was drafted in the third round by the Jets out of Arkansas State I interviewed him when he was training for the combine Mm -hmm. in early February you know and and you can see that and you can hear that he had such insight you know and and very you know uh, very um uh, just very insightful as well as you could tell that he thinks about everything in detail, you yeah. know? And so I had to get him on, um, you know, during the off season, especially with what's going on with, yeah. 
you know, the systemic racism and, and the oppression that's been happening for over 400 years. But, you know, the, the protests and everything. So and Demario Davis has been in the front lines mm-hmm. like he went all over the country with Josh Norman to to five different cities mm-hmm. uh, to to try to talk with the community and police together to have conversations to see how they could be able to coexist Mm -hmm. from the standpoint of helping each other within the community. Um, And I mean, he's doing stuff like that. He's selling masks, you know, because of the COVID-19 thing. He was, and he was very honest when he said he doesn't see the rush Mm -hmm. of having to come back and play. He doesn't see the rush, you know, like he, we need to all know that we could be healthy. And he kind of is right because the NFL, as you can see, the NFL did not have any type of, of concrete protocols and procedures until just before training camp started. That doesn't make any sense at all. When they had the entire off season Hmm. to see what was happening and learn and what's going on and things like that. So I think Demario Davis, that interview was really deep because he's the youngest. Yes. He was the youngest person I interviewed, Hmm. but, but he, was well beyond his years. Let, let me ask you, man, considering what's going on with COVID, um, are you in favor of what the NBA is doing right now? you feel good about that? The bubble? Oh, abs- oh absolutely. Mm. Oh, man. And, and let me tell you, the NBA is a league that cares about their players. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. They care about the players. Mm. The players have always had a platform and the NBA does a great job because in covering the NBA and being around like, you know, going to all the major events and everything like that, you see that they really look after their players to be not just basketball players, to but to build their brand and build their entity mm-hmm. and to really grow as individuals. And and that's beautiful how the National Basketball Association does that. And, and you can see how they care about the players, how they took time to come up with protocols, took time for procedures, took time to really get that bubble together, especially when and, and they and they couldn't turn back when Florida became a hot spot once again for covid mm-hmm. in july but you know june and then july early july they had to, to report there but it is great that there have been no reported cases mm-hmm. and this should continue uh you know it'll be a little concerned now because families are going to start to go in families go in after the first round of the playoffs oh wow so but i but i think that will be cool you know they just have to test all the families have to quarantine and everything like that mm-hmm. um but but I think it's going to be a success, and there and there are reports saying that the NBA may do it again. Well, let, let me fall, let me say this, Vi, Vi, you old school, Tanya B. Tanya B. is is ageless, so nobody knows what uh, age Tanya yes, B. is. Yes. We, don't <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. But um, but let me say this, man. The bubble idea would not have worked in the 70s. <laughs> the 80s. Because <laughs> let me let me let me mention a name because I, I grew up in Atlanta. Right. So you remember and, and you should do a show. You should find this cat. And I, I don't know you you younger than, than I am. John Drew. You remember John? I don't know. He played oh, for the Hawks. You should. John he's, Drew. he's currently living in Atlanta. <laughs> he's currently living in Alabama. But people like yeah. like a John Drew would not have lasted. And I, you, I just, these guys have to be a lot cleaner and, and more quote unquote detoxed than some of those yeah. guys in the seventies. Cause I just don't see how, oh my goodness. What's, what's that? <laughs> huh? If they had a, had a, if they had a made them do it, so they're going to lose their coins if they don't do it. They would do it. But you the think so? Give them a choice. Cause, it, cause it just seems to me the seventies and eighties vibe were just, 
they were doing all kinds. I mean, it was like Coke City, Weeds. I mean, it was crazy. They let us do it, and they sort of, and the world sort of encouraged it. Do you think, though, Navate, do you think, because the the NBA has such a family oriented, it's kind of like Vegas. Remember how Vegas used to be, or how New York used to be? Now Vegas is like, Disneyland. Back in the yeah, day, yeah. it was like, you know, NBA was like, damn. You know, you could go to the dudes would go to the free throw line with red eyes. Their eyes would be red from from the night before. You know. So do you think it's it's actually changed or do they just do a better job? They just do a better job hiding all that shit that we used to see in the seventies. <laughs> do you what do you do you think? Wow. No, I'm no. serious. No, no, no. No, Vi, Vi, what you think? Okay, I'm gonna ask since Vi got a cut. Go ahead, Vi. These guys take such great care of their body these days. Okay, if you come in like that, yeah. you're not gonna be able to play. You're not gonna be able to play. Okay, what do you think, Nabate? Call it. You said brunch and tree. <laughs> They take care of their body now. <laughs> all right, all right. Nabate, what do you think? What do you think? And I know I know you know these guys. You got friends, so you don't have to mention any names. But yeah, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. you put certain people you know. in the bubble, they'd be shaking like I gotta get out of here, bro. I gotta get out. But- and, that, and that's the thing, is like I wanted to, I wanted to name some of the names from the seventies and eighties, but yeah. now I don't want to do that. Because they might have to come on your show. Like which we, it's even though we know them, I don't want you know, but no, but I think um yeah, it's it's very fu- it's very funny that you ask about that because in the mu- musicians, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, in the forties, fifties, sixties, oh yeah, seventies, yeah. there are a lot of drugs being oh, yeah. used, you know, by musicians. Of course, you know, of course that, and that's unfortunately that stereotype lasted for a long time. The whole bebop era, jazz, like that. Parker, yeah. you know, uh, Bird. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and, and, so so I think it's very similar that a lot of the a lot of this generation in mm-hmm. in music and in 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 sports learned from those mistakes that the that the older generation did learn from it and if they do dabble you know in that generation in this generation if there is dabbling they don't let it go out of control okay you know what i mean yeah, yeah. that's the thing they they know how to like temper it and everything like that but i think from the majority like it's all about now it's funny like now like it's more like people learn and also the representation mm-hmm. around them to really keep them focused uh, also to a lot of a lot of these kids a lot of a lot of us you know our generation and younger yeah. are you know are from meager accommodations where you know you don't want to lose that you don't want to go back to that mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. that that's that's really important I, I think just the lessons learning lessons and being able to set up a legacy for your future generations that's really what they're thinking about and that's why the nba i think when david stern became and also too the commissioner for the nba at that time oh goodness i forgot who was the commissioner? I forgot who it was. See, I go back to Stern, I, I, but I do. I remember the transition, but go ahead. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. When, but when Stern got there, Stern really put a, you know, he, he pretty much made it, it was important for the players to really have respect for themselves and mm-hmm. also to look that they're that they're um, being an influence to and role model, unlike what Charles Barkley said, <laughs> be a role model <laughs> to the younger generation. And mm-hmm. that and that really and Michael Jordan, like Pierre, the, paved the way with that, you yeah. know, so. So, true. Um, so, yeah, so I think I think now, like like I said, younger generations, we've learned yeah. from the mistakes of the past. So, so I, now I got a question. go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Tanya no, B. I got a question. 
question. I saw somebody that, that I think has not learned, and I wanted to get your take on this. Um, and I know I'm going to butcher this man's name, but um, what is your take on this young man? Is it Kamas Sivaran that got cut by the Seahawks the other day? He was in the bubble in COVID, and this has been a rule I understand for years, even before COVID came about, where you don't have anybody in your room. Well, he decides he thinks he's going to be slick with it. Mind you, there are security cameras everywhere. He has this woman dress up in Seattle Seahawks gear and tries to sneak her into his room and he got caught and got cut. And the thing about it is people think, okay, he's a rookie cornerback. I don't know what a cornerback does, but I'll just say this. People, and this is my my second part, theme, seem to think that the minute you get signed into the FBL, you just ball and making all this money. And from what I read, this guy was like a 17th pick undrafted and his bonus was so small after taxes he got like less than two thousand dollars so now what is he gonna do to make money and like yeah yeah a piece of tail was not worth it but i don't know why he thought again with you know camera like back in the day you said they did a lot of things and you didn't have cameras everywhere and he can't say it wasn't him because they have the receipts and they pulled up you know the 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 videotape and now he has no job, and if yeah. he was a uh, undrafted pick, and they only his uh, bonus for signing was only two thousand dollars, that should tell you that he probably doesn't have a lot of value to the league. And I could be wrong, hmm. so can you please just educate a sister on that? Because I am sports illiterate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I'm conjugal gonna... moments. <laughs> Con- yeah, <laughs> Is that what you call it? <laughs> Go ahead, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, and that's the thing when you're undrafted, yeah. you have to be on your p's and q's. You know, you have to like because you have. If you're if you're a first round pick, uh, like top ten pick, they give you a little bit more rope. You know what I mean? But but he knew better. You know that's the thing. He knew better, and 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 it's like you you have to earn yourself because we've had great players that were undrafted that really excelled, but they were able to focus and 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 be all about the team and be all about their success that and be all about their discipline. That was important. And um I think this brother he he messed up. And the shame about it is that he you know there's no preseason games. So there's no way to change. And that's why you really got to be on your P's and Q's as an undrafted player because there's no preseason games. So you won't be able to play and fly around the field and show what you can do and stuff like that. So that's when you really have to follow the rules. That's the thing. Okay, since we can't see these kids play, Okay, now they have to show that they can be able to abide by team rules. They have to show that they're disciplined. They have to show that they come to work on time. They have to show you have to do much more as an undrafted player than you do as if you're a first, second, or third round pick, or even a fifth round pick, you know? Like, so, so he knew better and, and unfortunate that he may not even play in the league again. Wow. wow. Well, speaking of playing in the league again, Colin Kaepernick, you think he's got a chance? Um, have you heard anything? Um, I, and I'm curious. I ask because there was some there's some quarterback gaps. Um, mm-hmm. Do and do you do you see an opportunity with with everything that's going on? Well, Captain, it was reported that Anthony Lynn was going to give him a tryout, um, and this was in in and and now uh, yeah, it's funny. It's funny like the Chargers. 
have no plans to hold a workout, you know, but that's the thing. Now they have no plans to hold, like from late July, they had no plans, but supposedly they were supposed to give him a workout, but now he's not having a workout. So it's, I don't know what that's all about, but mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick is bigger than football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Football anymore. And, and the reason you know, I, he, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Yeah, he doesn't need it. You know, he, he set the tone for what's right. He foreshadowed everything. He saw everything and, and, and he did what he did. And now you have the whole league that's going to be kneeling most likely <laughs> during, yeah. throughout the season or at least half of the players. You know, if you play for Jimmy, if you play for Jerry Jones, then, oh, I don't know if you could do that. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Well, the only reason, and, and let me let me say this. I mean, with, yeah, go ahead. He's giving grace. He's going to give grace. He's not nearly. He's giving grace. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. Um, but but when it comes down to Kaepernick, I'm going to say this, man. Um, and, and this is my my disagreement with him when he did the workout in the ATL. I'm like, dude, you bigger than football now. I mean, I mean, you're you're considered an activist. You know, so why keep begging for that opportunity? And, you know, somebody pulled me aside and said, hey, well, you know, well, it would be symbolic. I said, this dude, he don't want symbolism. He really wants to play, you know, so. Right. I mean, so it ain't about symbolism for him. I think he really and truly wants to be on. But but if I go ahead, you had a comment. Cabinet and activist. Yeah. He wants to be a football player. He just happened to become an activist. They made him an activist. That was his goal. Yeah. Remember that he, when he first did it, he was sitting down minding his own business. Yeah. He only told for what he was doing because somebody asked him a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. When they were never asking the question, he would never say anything about it. Yeah. He didn't want and that, to and, play football. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Nibate. Yes. And, and it's funny, Vi, like to, to piggyback on that. I felt, I feel probably Colin Kaepernick regrets that he settled with the NFL. Because he, I I felt he should have take, taken it all the way to Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah you, you know what I mean. Take it all the way. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't know. stop. Set a tone. Set a tone. But we don't know what kind of money they gave him. I bet we do not know. Nobody know what they gave. <laughs> right? Nope. Nobody. That, that's that's very true. But you know what? It's not about money. It's about hey, like you. It's it's about it's about the entire our society and our race you yeah. know like it's yeah. the set of tone where that you cannot blackball me for me speaking my mind and doing everything my constitutional right to speak my mind of the suppression that's been going on for over 400 years and it's still happening so yeah. he should have made he i i i would I would have went all the way if I was him for sure. Yeah. Well, well put but because you, you said it best. I, I, He's bigger. In the shoe, you yeah. know, yeah. I don't know. You know, but- I'd love to see, oh, I'm sorry. I'd love to see him. And I, clearly when you get a bag that's that big that you can't tell what's in the bag, you know, you got the bag. What I, and then maybe he figured he'd use this to further, you know, his work as an activist. But what I would love to see, especially for, you know, a particular team that might have given him shade or an owner who's, you know, somebody who said something that was kind of greasy or even the team he played for. I'd love to see him take some of that money and become a part owner. Mm. And made that, you know, and he may very quietly be doing that. We don't know. But I think that would be sweet. Well, I mean, and no, and he might not buy a football team. He might not buy. But I mean, if you look at people like, um, you know, how Jay-Z had that little piece of, uh, uh, what was that? 
the Nets. And then, you know, you have some other celebrities that may uh, buy that have bought into, uh, believe it or not, one of the mem- Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child bought into the WNBA. Nobody really knew about that. So when you mm. have people that kind of do that on the low, low, Serena Williams just bought part of a major league. I think it's a women's soccer team. So mm-hmm. it may not be an NFL team, but you know those those entities that are supporting his initiative, like the WNBA. Hey, uh, it would be cool yeah. to see him buy part of a team. Let's go ahead, Nabate. Answer that, and, I, and we got some more questions. But Tanya B's point to to Kaepernick about ownership, and Vi even mentioned it. Thoughts? Your thoughts? Mm, yeah, yeah, but you know, maybe creating a league. Maybe creating a league, you know, like helping to create a league and getting the right capital to help create a league and, and, and compete against the NFL. The XFL was able to do it, you know, like the Rock just bought league, them. your own league, you know, because you never know. NFL players mm-hmm. may end up may end up uh, leaving the NFL to join that league, you know, like like elite NFL players. You never know that that would be something that Kaepernick should do because I because you have to be approved to own a team. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the NFL owners have to approve. And you know, they're not going to you I have to get um, the vote, you know, from the owners. I ain't going here. Well, ain't doing that. well, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I am. I am the doubting. They ain't let Trump get a ticket. I want Trump so mad at I am. I am the doubting Tommy B. I don't. I. I, I don't think. And, and I don't say this in a, in a disrespectful way to what Kaepernick has done. Um, I just don't. I, you know, some people are placed in a situation um, that, quite candidly, they weren't built for. You know, um, yeah. and and some react in in a way that we expect and some don't because they just realize that that's not really what they want or who they want to be i don't want to stay on it but i I hear your point and and i you know but let's you know i'll I'll move on to the next question but thanks for answering that man about cap i I appreciate it because i knew it was going to open up another show (laughs) as it did (laughs) but uh but here's the thing the other thing i want to ask you man about your your podcast um who's left that you haven't gotten who you who you'd like to see on come on your show <laughs> I mean, you got you got you should see my gazillions <laughs> to choose. But but if you if you're like if you get these next few people, it's like the holy grail. Who's the holy grail of? Ooh, <laughs> oh, Mike, Mike, you know MJ. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. M- MJ, Mike, you know Mike Tyson, Mike Jordan, mm. you know um, <laughs> Jim Brown. Mm. Uh, you know, I would like to talk to him about you know, his change in philosophy, mm-hmm. you know, on the real, ask him about that, you know, not be disrespectful about it. I'm just saying like, just ask him what, you know, what his philosophy changed because he was such a, a, a powerful figure in the sixties. And now all of a sudden he's, he's much different. So that I would want to get into that with him um, in a respectful way to see, you know, what is, what's his motivation, you know, but Jim Brown. So I'll say Jim Brown, Mike Tyson, Mike Jordan, Michael Jordan, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Oh yeah. I would love to Sugar Ray Leonard right there. Um, because that, that I, I am a big Sugar Ray Leonard fan because this man, he smiles, he has the persona, 
Lana. He has the, you know, the, the whole enthusiasm that he has the energy, the generosity. But when he was in that ring, oh, he was a killer. Dude, when he, know, and, and when he went into those upper, you know, those uppercuts, those, those right. that he, oh, yeah, the, the hand speed, the combinations. Oh. And, and, and that's the thing. A lot of people thought, you know, and Durant, you know, how he came back against Durant and the re- but in the first fight, how he stood, stood toe to toe with Durant, mm. you know, and lost, but still he gained, that's when his career really took. And then when he beat Hearns after that, a year after that was it, you know, and, and of course beat Durant in a rematch, but, but Sugar Ray Leonard, um, goodness, Tiger Woods, mm. Tiger Woods for sure. But you got a lot to ask Tiger, man. <laughs> we, you, we, <laughs> you know, Jack Nicholas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jack Nicholas. Wow. Uh, for sure. Um, and I wish I can have the ability to do a seance because there are many other guys. Oh, man. <laughs> seances, oh. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. You but know. you know, man, I, I, I love that you are, are featuring a lot of these guys because um, they're still very present. You know, and they're still yes. bringing up things. They're not just living in the past, uh, like days of glory. They're talking about things that they're doing now, and they're giving you some really good insight on on what's happening in the leagues now. Which, you know, a lot of that has to do with your good questioning as well, man. Uh, it's just, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. You, I'm, I'm, I'm just really, uh, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. But it's just, you know, pleasing to hear what you're doing with that show, man. I think it's a great idea. You and I mentioned, I had mentioned one of my favorites was Dr. J. It's like, you know, yes. I'd, I'd like to know, you know, what's happening. Well, you know, a lot of people see his business efforts, but, but, you know, in the mind of Dr. J, you know, what's he saying about the league now? So, and, and, and the players who are coming after him, like the LeBrons, the Colbys, you know, as speaking of a seance, you know, and, 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 you know, not to be disrespectful, yeah. but, but that would be, yeah. you know, if to, to get into the mind and, and talk about, you know, a lot of the things that he accomplished. But man, you know, phenomenal work, man. man. Oh, Go ahead. Oh, oh, thank you. I want to give a shout out. Um, shout out. The shout next out. interview will uh, premiere on Wednesday. Just want to say this Wednesday, on um, August 19th. Yes, not August 19th this Wednesday. I will have Leroy Butler, mm-hmm. um, former uh, former Green Bay Packer, Super Bowl champion, four time uh, four time All Pro safety. Wow. He's the and what's crazy, he's the only player from the 1990s NFL All Decade team not in the Hall of Fame. Wow. Can you believe that? You know, and he was a finalist for the first time this past year for the Hall of Fame. So I think he will eventually get in for sure. One of the great all around safeties. He was the first safety to have 20 career sacks and 20 career interceptions. Hmm. You know, the first safety to do that. So first player, excuse me, at any position, first defense player to do that. So I have him on the show. Um, uh, and and we'll, I had him on the show recorded and, and um, premiering it this Wednesday. Good, so, good stuff. No, good 31, stuff. Episode thirty-one. Well, I can't Times. let you. I know these. I know these guys might have some other questions, but I'm going to ask my question that I always ask you around this mm-hmm. time of the year. Been delayed because of COVID. Who you got yeah. in the NBA, man? Who you got in the finals, and who you see taking it all? I see. I see the Los Angeles Clippers definitely in the West. I mean, it's no question. I mean, Montrez Harrell when he joins, he's gonna. He's pretty much with the team now, so he's gonna get. Uh, his feet wet and then Lou Williams is back. That team is so deep. You know, they're so deep. And then you have Kawhi and 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 Paul George. So the Clippers, I think, will take the West for sure. Hmm. Um, and then in the East, this will be interesting. Uh, in the East, I see the winner 
of the Raptors and Celtics making the finals. Okay. So whoever wins the Raptors and Celtics will beat the Milwaukee Bucks for sure. So I think the Raptors will get by Boston mm-hmm. more depth. Uh, and also too, they have, they have a chip on their shoulder because they want to prove that they can make it without Kawhi. And I think the NBA will love it. And I think it's a reality. It could be a reality. My pick will be the Raptors versus the Clippers in the finals. Kawhi facing Toronto and the Clippers wow. winning because the Clippers are just, yeah, just too much. They have too much firepower. You know, I'm hurt, but no money. My, my, no money. my LeBron, my LeBron <laughs> Lakers dream. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> my Lakers dream anyway. Yeah, yeah but, but no, that's all right. It, yeah, that's all let right. Me, let me let me tell you, um they, they, everyone's talking about Portland. Um now, but let me tell you something. Portland's incredible. Dame Lillard and yeah. CJ McCollum is incredible. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, they're not being in the Lakers though. Okay. You know, people people are predicting that Portland Charles Barkley was the first person to say, but now people are saying Portland could actually beat them. But I I don't think so because when you have Braun and Anthony Davis, those two are better than Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum. You okay. know, and okay. everything, and 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 also too the Lakers defend. Mm-hmm. That's another thing they defend, so they don't they won't have Rondo. They don't have Avery Bradley. Rondo should be coming back later in the playoffs. Avery Bradley, of course, uh, uh, decided to opt out of the bubble. But I tell you this: the the Blazers don't defend. That's okay. their problem, yeah, you know. Right, yeah. And 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 it's going to be so. I I see them winning a couple of games, but I see the Lakers winning in six gotcha. over the Blazers for sure. And and but the Lakers will have trouble against the Rockets and Thunder mm-hmm. uh, or Thunder, whoever wins that series. Uh, I I that's to me that's the most intriguing series. Gotcha. Chris Paul going against the Rockets, you know, Chris Paul leading a young Oklahoma City team. And that's the thing with Chris Paul, the difference between him and Russell Westbrook. See the difference? Like, yeah. and, and it's funny, Tim Hardaway made a great point on my podcast on where they at. He said that Russell Westbrook, it seems like he gets frustrated. You know, he gets frustrated and he's a perfectionist and he doesn't know how to build his team, you know, build his teammates. He's not a leader. He's not. He's not a leader. Yeah. Chris Paul is a harsh leader. He could be harsh, Mm -hmm. but but Chris Paul knows how to make you better by the way he plays yeah. and the way he and you know and he's just so savvy that cat yeah I agree wow what a season he's having and 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 yeah I can't that's the most intriguing first round series to me Rockets and Thunder wow. that will be interesting good stuff man y'all got any other questions Tanya B I know it's not a big Tanya B you got any other questions for Nabate on the music side maybe uh, actually, uh, I I like to be uh, sports educated. Um, what <laughs> uh, I'm trying to put this eloquently. Um, you ain't got oh, you, to you, you, <laughs> just say it, girl. You you <laughs> your eloquence, your eloquence is evident. All That's the time. what I'm saying all the time. Go do your thing. Oh, that rem- that remains to be seen. Um, <laughs> Tanya B. Ass. Okay, no. No, I'm, I'm going to clean I'm gonna clean it up now. I'm going to clean it up. I'm oh, going to revert back to music oh. and talk about this whole, you know, you talk with the whole Grammy thing and how COVID has made uh, Harvey Mason Jr. have to actually step up and, and make some uh, decisions and, and, and make um, really, I guess, means for many artists. Like you said, you had gigs booked and they've been either postponed indefinitely or canceled. And, you know, just more recently, I think I read just uh, yesterday about how you know they're trying to get a COVID, uh, some co- more COVID relief for just live event venues and for musicians and, and whatnot. And it seems like clearly there's never enough. So I guess what I'm trying to get to is um, 
you know, um, with you being in, you know, that group, have you been able to get any assistance or have you found that there are some roadblocks or is it by the time you find out where it is and you get there, it's gone? Yeah, that's a great point. I've been blessed to get a couple of grants personally. Thank God, you know, like um, some some assistance for sure. Like there are a lot of grants that are out there, but yeah, you have to be you have to be very diligent. In knowing and looking and 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 doing Google searches and and everything like that, um, and there are some there are a couple of opportunity grant opportunities I missed, you know. So it's like it's 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 a process for sure. Um, but but that's why I'm doing a lot of different things like producing uh, and everything, uh, which which is which is what I wanted to do anyway, you know. And and having having an opportunity to do that and. You know, trying to to really, you know, uh, uh, build, be a Swiss Army knife musically, you know, and of course, sports wise with the podcast, but being a Swiss Army knife, that's so important to to really do a lot of different things um, and exhibit what I'm doing. I'm doing I'm composing a doing a commission for the Festival of New Trumpet Music, composing a piece for them, which is which is next month. Um, So so I'm just like just trying to find ways to really be out there. But but yeah, but I, I recommend that all artists have to really be diligent and everything. But I've been blessed to receive a couple of grants, which I'm really happy about. I, mean, I think that's awesome. I think it also, if nothing else, even with people who own businesses, uh, if you weren't an entrepreneur, you are now in just ways of having more than one stream of income. And I look at people, you know, if she were alive, even a Whitney Houston, you look at a Shaka Khan, people like that, where mm-hmm. this is like the height of tour season. And, you know, you see Whitney really didn't make any other money because she couldn't tour after her voice left her, unfortunately. But again, she didn't write those songs. So she made a lot of other people a whole lot of money. A lot of Shaka Khan songs she didn't write, made a lot of other people a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they don't get out there and do these gigs, you know, again, you look at people like that. This was, I think, the first summer that the world has not had with without his voice allegedly um you haven't had a uh the experience of a frankie beverly and mays concert mm, yeah yes. so you right you know and then you have people that you think own their masters that don't own their masters so you know again or they burned up in that fire in california so and I, I think it's just a lesson now for people to you know as i say a lot with my work with independent artists you've got to learn the business and learn. Yes, you do one thing well, the other things will follow, but learn how to do something else in the event that you can't. Mm-hmm. Good point. Like Tina Turner, she does not have to work for obvious reasons, but you know she's more the exception to the rule. But again, like you said, you thought you could go out this summer and you could see Frankie Beverly Mays, you could see Patti LaBelle and Anita oh, Baker yeah. and, and yes. you know, just so many of these people that are just the architects of you know, just R&B music or, you know, even jazz musicians, you know, well, who would not love to go see, you know, a a Najee or a Jeff Bradshaw or, you know, someone like you or a Christian McBride. And now these people, you know, have to find another way to do things. I saw with Shaka Khan is, you know, if you're a a serious uh, Shaka fan, you can pay, you know, three digits and she'll call you and talk to you on the telephone. But the average person can't do that. Yeah. So true. Yes. So, hey, man, you know, he mentioned and and I think I think it's the best advice. When you're a Swiss Army knife, you can you can you can pave your road, you know. And mm-hmm. and if you if you're only one dimensional, you know these kind of times are going to be tough. You know you you so kudos to you for being a Swiss Army knife, bro. 
big time. Oh, thank you. You know, no, big, big, you. big Just... time. But I got to ask you the real question, man, that we, we brought you on the show for. Have you listened mm-hmm. to WAP yet? <laughs> WAP. Have you listened yet? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. Don't, it, I'll leave it up to you, bro. I'll leave it up to you. Because you're a hip hop head. You're a hip hop head. I got to ask. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, you know, I'm going to be politically correct that the song is, is not not good. I heard the song is garbage, but the video was fire and remind you of the 90s videos when they had these, you know, seven digit budgets for uh, these uh, these videos. And just the fact that it gave some people some work. But Cardi also said that she had to spend one hundred thousand dollars in COVID testing to get everybody who did work on it, you know, cleared before yeah. they could even proceed. Well, I'm, I'm going to help Nabate out. I'm going to help you out of this, Nabate, because okay, you're my yeah. guy. I'm going to help you out of it. And I'll just but, say, but, but, Nabate is a Talib Kweli kind of guy. But I got to tell you real quick, Tommy, I got to say, listen, okay, I don't mind, you know, I don't mind, you know, like having, having sexual lyrics, whatever, you know, that's expression, you know, and that, and, yeah. but be, have have some skill set as a as an MC, you yeah. know what I mean? As yeah. an artist to like, you know, be yeah, that's what I'm saying. You yeah, know, yeah. Like I mean, you, but you, you are. You can when, have you know, and I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying she should be spitting like Raw Digger or spitting like MC Light or Latifah or yeah. Rap City. I'm not saying that, you yeah. know, but or Gene Gray. I'm not saying that, but it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know, I'm just saying you know, it's just, it's just uh, it's that's the shame about the culture and and music in general is it being very dumbed down. You know, and and that's the whole thing. Maybe I'm speaking my age, but it's just um. Well, let me say this, know. y'all. For but the video, for, I do have to see the video. I haven't seen the video. I just heard the song, and oh. I just say truth. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> well, let me say this. Let me let me say this, and and I know you got to go, man. Know. We're gonna we're gonna let you go. Don't but feel I'm bad. Yeah, but I'm just, Bonte, I I got about a minute in, and I said I can't take any more of this. I'm gonna say this. I couldn't take it. I'm gonna say this, Nabate. I'm gonna say this, Tony B. I get your point, but y'all need to listen to the interview that Nabate did with Chuck D, and you'll understand his knowledge and the level of respect he has for hip hop. And when you listen to that interview, y'all need to listen because I think, you know, I wanted to just mention that because the, the new song, because. When you listen to him talk about his love for hip hop, you just hear the passion. And I think for people who are passionate about hip hop, it's kind of a tough, it's tough to take. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I'm going to stop. Yeah. But well, if you know the origins, and I don't know if you know, Chuck D actually has um, a somewhat new project out. I just, it came into my mailbox yesterday. Mm-hmm. And if you remember back in it, it's interesting um, because now there's a mastered uh, uh, MP3 out, but he has gotten together with Curtis Blow and Chubb Rock and the unsung legendary first lady of hip hop to me, at least in my house, Shaw Rock of the Funky Four Plus One, who doesn't get the credit uh, she deserves. Exactly. All. Yes. At all. Yes. They mm-hmm. did a song, much like how they did the King Holiday song back in, I guess, the 80s. Um, they have gotten together. And it's cool because they've given some of the new pe- new kids on the block, you know, uh, uh, so some visibility in a song that's out uh, in honor of the late civil rights icon, John Lewis. So Chuck D is still dipping it and doing it. Good stuff. Yes. Good stuff. Yes, indeed. No question. No cool. question. And, and that's, and that's the, and then, and that song that PE joined with a uh, premiere, I mean, you know, that, that, that was killing and talking about, 
you know, just talking about uh, the 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 unfortunate uh, the unfortunate leader we have, you know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so yeah, so um, that's that's the thing. So there you yeah, go. But <laughs> hey, man, uh, you know, I hear you tiptoeing over there, Nabate. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing it you're doing it in your way you're doing it in your way man i definitely appreciate you but but y'all you know give us your feedback 413-556-9546 um on on our interview uh with nabate man and and again i can't say anymore man where they at that podcast is just phenomenal uh, y'all have a chance. Please check out. I'm, I'm going to tell you, you know, if you're in the game, you're in the hip hop game, you love you love hip hop, you love rap. When you, when I heard that Chuck D two parter, it just, it, it, you know, I was listening to it, man. I, and, you know, I, I listen to a lot of my podcasts when I'm doing my yard work. So it's like I'm focused on it. And, man, it's just, you know, it just really speaks to what we're dealing with in these times, man. So I say salute, bro. Uh, do another Thank few hours as somebody you. who loves music, yes. man. And I'm going to give you your applause and just say Nabate Isles. When's the next album coming up, man? And how can people connect with you? What are you working on? What's, oh, what, yes. How can people yes. connect well, with you? Ooh, well, I, I'm working on with a, a artist named Annie Lee. Uh, she's an independent artist, and um, we're complete. We should be completing her album in the fall. And then I'm also um, working with an artist named Badia Farrar. She sang in the School of Rock. She was wow. part of that Broadway musical. Yeah. Um, and she's worked with me. Like uh, she's done a couple of live performances with me. I mean, we go way back to NYU when we were grad students. Was she in the? Was she in the movie? School of Rock? Uh, oh no, she oh no no, that was much earlier. Yeah, they okay. did the School of Rock yeah. Broadway play. Oh the Broadway play. Team, okay, got it. Based on that movie based on the movie. Yeah, yeah. So but um but Badia's part of that, so I'm working on her album, producing her album. Uh also too, uh, yeah, and then <coughs> looking to record my album um in February, uh and everything. Hopefully things will be better with COVID, may have to make some adjustments uh, we record and stuff um, but we'll see uh, but yeah, but I will be looking, I will be releasing my next album in 2021 and yeah, I want to give all my uh, my information, so uh, yeah my website, N-A-B-A-T-E-I-S-L-E-S dot com, com for people that want to hear Eclectic Excursions, has all the links to um, all the digital platforms that the album is on uh, also as well, uh, my Twitter is uh, at N-A-B-A-T-E-I-S-L-E-S-S-M as in more T-A. So Nabateaz S-M-T-A is my Twitter handle. Um, and uh, my Instagram is N-S-I dot universal. That's my Instagram. And uh, for where they at, uh, where they at, you can hear where they at on, on Contropolis dot net, you know, Contropolis Radio Network yeah, yeah. as well as well as all um, as well as all podcast platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Uh, and then also, oh, and then one, one, uh, one other thing I have to add, a couple other things uh, is the uh, Twitter is the Twitter handle for where they're at, which is W-H-E underscore R-E-T-H-E-Y-A-T, which is where they're at. But the underscore is between E and R. And for Instagram, it's where they at with the dots between the E and the R. So I'm going to send them to the website, man. That's all my all my information. Yeah. And then on Facebook, Nabate House Trumpet and yeah. also where they at podcasts on Facebook. So. Y'all give it up one more time, man. Nabate Isles. Thank, thank you all for having me. Thank I appreciate it. Thank, I'm so glad to work with Quatropolis as well. It's an honor and yeah. and uh, and I appreciate uh, the, the, the support 
that that you that you all giving me and i really appreciate being on the show whenever you want me on i'm here cool man cool i got well you know you ain't got no reason for us to be on <laughs> when, when <he> at. <laughs> but, hey man thank you so much man it, it, continue to enjoy your sunday man and and thanks well, for being on take questions. care of yourself bro thank you all stay thank safe you all thank you stay thank safe you. man oh yeah take care peace peace out Man, y'all, Nabate Isles was in the building, y'all. And, uh, Tanya B, when, when sports comes up, you see the, re- the red mute comes up, come up on Tanya B. Because <laughs> we're not talking talk sports. I am the first to admit no. I am but sports illiterate. Oh, come no, on. No, but this is how I learn by listening. Yeah. And yeah. I have, you know, a few friends who are athletes in, in different sports and I ask them questions. And after they get done laughing at my question and they <laughs> answer it, and that's how I, so that was a learning curve for me. You do phenomenally well, Tanya B. You ain't, it ain't, it ain't all about that. Take it till you make it, baby. There you go. But hey, y'all, tonight, um, coming up, and, and you know, we're, we're about to wrap up, but I got to say this tonight. Uh, Lovecraft Country, as we tape the podcast debuts, uh, 10 o'clock on HBO. And of course, it's going to be on demand. What have you heard about it, uh, Tanya B? Have you seen some of the interviews with uh, Journey Smollett? Well, that I've heard is just a must see. And, and I think now, it, you know, she's got to put herself back out there because she was the one that was, you know, stomping at the Savoy for her brother, who we learned, you know, was just faking the funk. So this is also, I think, going to be a reminder and a redemption of Journey Smollett. But I've heard a lot of good things, a lot of hype on it. Anytime you turn on um, you know, the TV, even if you look on even on other networks, yeah. you see this show being promoted. If nothing else, you want to look at it just to see what the heck is happening. But I think there's some elements of some racism in there. So yeah. me, myself, I feel as though I'm going to have to have a cocktail before that. Then I'm going to get mad. I want to go out and run somebody over. And well, you know, it, it's, ba- it's based on uh, a, a book that was written. And H.P. Lovecraft was a writer. 1800s, early 1900s, who, who wrote sci-fi, but he was racist and, and he used a lot of the racism in his, in his books. Um, so the, 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 the series that they're doing is based on a book that was written by someone else that kind of captures the spirit of what he wrote, but it's placed in the Jim Crow South. So you're going to see a lot of that, man. I'm excited. And, and I'm, I'm like you. I remember Journey going back to, um, Eve's Bayou. And, no uh, way, Journey yeah. was on. Uh, what was that? Um, she and her they used to rotate out of. Uh, what was that show? Oh yeah, the the, the, the kids show. Yeah, Full yeah, Full House. Yeah, the Cosby. So I mean, that yeah. whole family they've been acting since they were like little bitty goobers. But but you know her 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 chops, man. When she was in even Eve's Bayou and the Great Debaters, Great Debaters with yes. uh, with with, yes. with um, yeah. Denzel, uh, and and I just hope people don't hold. That whole, you know, the, the stuff that her brother did, because she's she's a hell of right, an actress, man. You know, his missteps yeah. should not be blamed on her. I agree. Because I think in, in yeah, any case, ahead. even when you find people that murder people, mm-hmm. their families and their siblings usually come to their defense in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. You see, you see, she kind of got quiet after a while. She yeah. didn't set a fool about it. So no, and she also, uh, you know, of course, and I, I'll mention one more thing about her. I remember, well, I saw her. I haven't seen the movie yet. Um, in the trailers for uh, what was the 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 movie Harley Quinn. Uh, the Harley oh, Quinn yeah, movie, I seen um, that either. Yeah. and and there's there's word that she might be doing a, her character was Black Canary. Uh, there's word that they <laughs> may be doing a Black Canary uh, feature movie, so we'll we'll see about that. Also, uh, Jamie Fox, uh, his new movie 
which is called uh, Project Project Power, debuted yes. on Netflix. Uh, I saw it, and, and you know what? The, the critics kind of hard on it, candidly. For Netflix, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie to watch. It can, it's kind of like The Last Dragon. <laughs> but you know, the other thing is, this folk. movie was made yeah. in yeah. 2018. It's been wow, out, you you know, serious? It was made two years ago. Wow. Really? So it's not really new, new. Yeah, because I said they were on, uh, wow. like some one of those morning shows, either GMA or Today. They wow. made that movie in 2018. 2018. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's deep. But anyway, I enjoyed it. Did you, Vi, did you watch it? Have you watched it? Oh, I enjoyed it. Me and my, me and my kids watched it. Well, me and my son watched it last night. Yeah, I mean, we it, enjoyed it's a fun movie to watch. I mean, and it's yeah. not it's not over the top to the point where kids, because really kids can watch it. I mean, hot teens and up, you know, it's a good movie for kids. Um, yeah. Have yeah, you seen the TV? It wasn't real. No, no, a whole lot of cussing in it. Wasn't no. No, no. sex stuff in it. Just, just yeah. a good action movie. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Tanya B, you got anything? Got anything else? No, I'm good. I will just say, uh, as before we get the benediction, I still say, don't be an ass. Wear your mask. COVID is real. If you need help, get it. There are a lot of free resources out there. It's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of you know being a punk. And you know, we're living in those times. And if Michelle Obama can come forward and say that she's dealing with low grade depression because of you know, so many things that are going on mm-hmm. in the world that we live in now. You know, I don't think anybody except Jesus, the Messiah himself is above that. So mm-hmm. I just ask people to be smart, social distance. And uh, I'm not cooking today. Don't ask. Uh, you saw what I mean earlier. <laughs> I saw what you had. I saw what you had. We'll go to the benediction. Lobster roll. Well, one more, one more thing before I got to say congrats to our Amazon gift card winner this week. Twenty five bucks goes to our buddy. Our number one, our 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 super fan, K Dub. K Dub. Give him a round of applause. Give, him, give, give it up for K Dub. In the building. In the building, K Dub. Use your number seventy nine seventy nine one three nine five seven. Go ahead, Tanya. What'd you say, Tanya? No, just, give him a round of applause. I'm gonna he give it to him again. Here we go. Up and thank you. <laughs> when I came on board, so. this this dude. It's funny because I can I can go to my comments, go to the comments after the show, man. He's already outlined the show with his well, feedback. I love it. I love it. He is consistent and he lists. I mean, he listens. So yeah. uh, we want we want let's have if we're going to have a pandemic, let's have a KW pandemic. And then we'll end up with a bunch of KWs listening. And, yeah. you know, that's what I'm talking we'll, about. But we appreciate yes. you, man. We really do. It's KW. Absolutely. If you listen. Yes. We, uh, yes. we appreciate yes. you, yes. man. All the all the feedback. Um, and y'all can follow us, man. All you got to do is go to the G podcast. This is the G podcast on SoundCloud. Uh, once you sign up, just email us your SoundCloud username like K-Dub just did. And and then just listen to the show for your name and then we send you a gift card. Just simple as that. You know, so Vi, what you got, man? And we going to wrap this thing up. What you got? Any any words? What I got? Any words? Any word. Yeah. The best one I can say to anybody. If you're here today, no matter what's going on, don't get frustrated. Just be happy. Hmm. Times are hard for everybody. And I always say, no matter how bad you got it, somebody got it worse than you. Trust me when I say that. Amen. Somebody got it worse than you. Amen, bro. Amen. Hey, y'all, with that, episode number 46 is in the can. I appreciate y'all for listening. We appreciate y'all for listening. Thank you so much for hanging with us. And we are out of here. Peace. Peace. All right. You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. 
The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.